Welcome, this is Couples Counseling for Parents. A show about couple relationships, how they work, why they don't, and what you can do to fix what's broken. Here are parents. Our dad, Dr. Stephen Mitchell, and our mom, Ann Mitchell. Hello, and thanks for joining us today on Couples Counseling for Parents. I'm Dr. Stephen Mitchell. And I'm Erin Mitchell. On today's episode, we're going to talk about something that comes up a lot in our conversations with couples. Um, and Aaron and I have noticed that it's specifically been coming up for us during this month here in August. And it is how do couples cope with grief as a couple and as parenting partners? Absolutely. Um, and so I don't know, do you want to begin the story or should I begin? The, well, I'll, I'll begin the story and you you jump in. Before, okay. That sounds good. But before we begin, um, we are going to talk about the death of a parent. I do think it's important to just throw that out there. And then my other disclaimer is um, there are so many griefs and losses that individuals can experience over the course of their lifetime. And all of them matter. There's there's just no grief too big or too small or bigger or smaller Mm -hmm. or... um, you're allowed to feel grief over whatever it is you feel grief over. So I think I just always feel hyper aware that people like to say like, well, I feel this intense about this, but like it wasn't my parent who died. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, death is a very significant, um, uh, quote unquote big deal. And I think all you're trying to say is, but it, but it, it's a loss and there's other losses that feel like, like big deals. And that's, they are. Yes. If that's how it feels, it doesn't have to be quote unquote, one of those big losses. I just think there's nothing, um, insignificant. If it's yeah. significant to you, it's significant. Yeah. So yeah, I just feel like it's important. Yeah, to no, say that, that that's outset. good. M- m- most certainly, um, to keep that in mind as, as we talk about, um, grief and loss, I, I think, so, you know, why, why are we talking about this? And I, we're talking about this because, Something happened that happens, I think, has happened every every July in our relationship since we've known each other, um, I would say, wouldn't you? Sure. And that's what, like 17, 17 years? Correct. 18, almost 18 years? 17. It's coming up on 18, though. <laughs> um, so, uh, and, and this is this is kind of what happens. So, so July rolls around, and... Um, you know, like this July rolled around, Aaron and I, you know, seemed like we were doing, doing fine, you know, relationally as a couple and uh, feeling connected and uh, feeling close, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, And then we weren't. And it wasn't like anything like bad happened. It just was a feeling that um, there there felt like there was more distance. Um, I maybe felt like Aaron, you were like mad at me um, for some reason I wasn't quite aware of. Uh, and what you, what you actually said though, was like, I just get the feeling you don't want me around. <laughs> that's that's right. Which probably was because you yeah, thought I was mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so some version of this happens usually in July where it kind of feels like we're not, we're not okay. Um, and then it kind of dawned on me. Oh, it's July. This happens every July because July is the month before August. Uh, and August is the month um, 
that Aaron's dad died. This is the 17th year um, anniversary of it. And um, that's always a hard month. And Which month? You said two. Well, August is always a really hard month, but what we've begun to notice in our relationship is that July is also tough. It it begins to be tough because, and and usually this is the amazing thing, it is outside of Aaron's awareness. And yours. Until Until it is. Right. But I guess it comes into my awareness first, usually. Right. And then I might say something to Aaron, like I did, I think I Mm -hmm. I said something to this effect, like, hey, it's August is coming up, isn't it? And then that's sort of the cue. The cue. Yeah, I know that phrase and I know what that means. And then, I mean, honestly, I don't usually like it right away because it makes me feel like, don't say something's wrong with me. Don't say I've been being weird. Don't say I'm acting strange because I'm not. And then I don't usually say any of that, but I like have a prickly feeling. And then I think I do feel off. Like I am sad or I do feel intense. Um, mm-hmm. Things just feel a little bit more intense. So 17 and, years ago. Well, and something you said too is that part of that intensity is it feels like I am doing something um, like it's me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I think that that's what you like. I think that is sometimes the case. I don't think it is always the case. I do think that is usually when you become aware of it, though. Right. So I'm having a lot of feelings. That's not the only one. Right. You've been having a lot of feelings. You've been thinking a lot of things. But maybe it comes into my yeah awareness when I'm like, hmm. This feels like an 11 when it normally would feel like a 2. Aaron seems to think I'm a problem. (laughs) I don't know if I am or not, but it doesn't feel that intense. Like, Like I, your response to me doesn't seem to match up. Right. Um, it seems a little bit, yeah. Like we, and, and honestly, I think our kids sense that too. I don't think they understand it either, but sort of like I, there were a few all in that same sort of two, three week period where um, they would just say things like, mom, you okay? Or um, mm-hmm. I don't really know. I, yeah. I can't, nothing, their quotes aren't coming to mind, but they, I can tell that I'm like, I am not being myself with them and yeah. I can tell in their re- responses also. Um, so 17 years ago, my dad died in August, mid August. Um, and it was awful. Steven and I had only met like six months before we were not an immediate love connection. So we were not <laughs> together, but I did know who he was yeah. in, in the world and in the universe. So, um, and I was aware that your dad had died and you know, yeah, you know, all those things. Um, and it was horrible. Um, my dad died by suicide. He'd had, he had been diagnosed bipolar, I think, three-ish years beforehand, mm-hmm. but he had been undiagnosed with mental illness my entire childhood and self-medicated with opioids. And it was tough. My mm-hmm. relationship with my dad was really hard and complicated and hurtful. And the Father's Day before, so just the June before he died, that August was bad. It was a really explosive day. My, um, it was It was hard. And then... August came. He died by suicide. It was, um, he had attempted suicide before. Um, and it was hard. Life got really hard for mm-hmm. me or harder. <laughs> um, cause it, it had already been pretty tough. And then I moved, I went to graduate school. Um, I guess just a year later yeah. it was, uh, and I did a lot of work, a lot of healing, a lot of processing. And then two years after that, is when we started dating. We knew each other that whole time. We mm-hmm. we talked about it. Yeah. Um, 
we had interacted around it. Um, but I think every single year we interact around it in new and different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly in those first five years, we didn't understand all the ways that it was impacting me individually, you individually, and our couple relationship. Yeah. And I think this is one of the things that I think is worth noting um, that my dad's suicide happened when Stephen and I were not even a couple. Yeah. But it is still something that Stephen has to interact with. And not just because of and, and not of me. And not as a not as a burden or as a problem, but simply because of the nature of a couple relationship is Aaron's stories become my stories, my stories become hers, and we 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 have to process those stories together in well, some in some way. Yes, so I think that's exactly right. I'm not sure that they become yours or yours become well, mine. But well, like they I, become part of my life, I guess yes, I should say. Yes, I think yeah, that's yeah. right. Um yes, so all of a sudden things become become intense. And so we are 17 years yeah. later and in July my body starts to feel a certain way that it feels long before, like Stephen already said, before I register, I'm beginning to feel sad. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it happens right around Father's Day, you know, and we talk sure. about Father's yep. Day because yep. we know Father's That's Day is true. a hard day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then it's sort of is like, oh, we're okay. And at this point, we have we have our own kids, and it's it's we can celebrate you, and it's genuine and true, and I can be yeah. very present, and we can both acknowledge the um, difficulty of our relationships with our fathers, both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that's not the primary thing anymore. It used to be, yeah. um, the, the yeah. grief and loss. That's so true. Yeah. But then it sort of goes away. And then as August approaches, which is sometime in July, that part shifts and varies. My body starts to feel it. I don't know that, but things do become intense. So, and things silly. I mean, it's all, but it's not silly. Quote unquote. Yes, exactly. Feels yes, silly, it's but to, it's not. It's it not. means something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the thing. Everything begins to mean something to me. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not aware of that. But if Stephen does or does not, I can't think of a, an example. Um, come to bed with us. So um, sometimes he works at night. He'll have you know papers to grade or courses to write or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but And that happens all the time. But for whatever reason, on that Tuesday, on this week, I'm like, you don't love it. You don't love us. You don't want to be with us. Um, it, those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I think it, but that's basically, right, right, I mean, sure. more or less, I guess that's right. But just sort of like, why, why aren't you mm-hmm. choosing us? Mm-hmm. Why are you always choosing work? Why? And then I start to pick up on those things and everything, not everything, but things can become intense. Mm-hmm. I'm overgeneralizing a little bit here. And also on the other hand, I'm under. Well, yeah, just for uh, example, d- sake. example sake. And, and so I, I think though what's, what's important to note here too is the, the way that grief works. Aaron said it's 17 years since this happened. And I think what we, what we oftentimes forget about grief is, and loss is these things don't go away. You don't get over things. You don't get past them. You learn how to interact with them differently. Yeah, and that um, is not to say you don't heal. Sure, I do right. have varying degrees of healing about yeah. this, but I'm never going to be okay that my dad died yeah, by suicide. August is mm-hmm. not going to roll around, and you're you're gonna all of a sudden not remember what happened. Right, and I think that that is a really important principle for 
couples to understand is that loss and grief is part of life. And if you just take a calendar year, and if you and if you just pay attention to the rhythm of a calendar, like these things come up. This comes up every August um, for you. Uh, there's other months in in our year where there's been uh, sadnesses or you other know losses. other losses. Sure, um, but it's not even just the calendar year. Just the um, a couple of weeks ago, we were driving um, down um, to Georgia to see some of my family and my, my dad died five years ago, I think. Almost. Um, and, uh, I wasn't super close to him and I hadn't really thought about my dad in a really long time, but all of a sudden the moment we hit like Georgia, I start having all these thoughts about my dad because that's where he lived and that's where he died. Um, and, and that place activated, uh, grief. It activated remembering what had been lost and, and I think and that, not in a way you were aware of all of a yeah. sudden you just started telling stories or I was yeah. thinking about and uh, sorry. yes, yes, yeah, exactly. I was just started telling stories about my dad or things or, that I've been thinking about for sure. And, and so I think the, the thing is, is we are, and this isn't to be a, I don't mean this in a discouraging or depressing uh, way, but as human beings, we are always living in the midst of our grief and our loss. We're also living in the midst of our healing and our joy and, and all of those things. But I think for couples, all of those, all things, of those, you know, you know, all, all those others. nice little things. <laughs> but what we often experience in our conversations with couples is that moments of disconnection, moments of feeling apart or separated are often associated with moments of grief like this that are outside of each of their awareness, whether it's the time of year or whether it's uh, an experience like, you know, um, a, a parent is now coaching their kid in baseball and that's what their dad or that's what their friend used to do and they they miss them or... Or it's it's um, transition things yeah, also. Um, moving. Yes. And like, you don't know. This is one of those times when in our work with couples where people begin to feel like, oh, this is really important. I didn't realize this was what was going on. But something like a job loss. Um, yeah. So we're just for the sake of example, Stephen lost his job. And I am having a hard time. And the couple's having a hard time because Stephen says, Aaron, this is my job. You right. don't think I'm stressed about right. this? Like, what is what is happening for you? And you, you know, you go three layers deeper. I always encourage couples to ask themselves three layers deeper questions. But what what is going on? Like, why does this feel so mm -hmm. intense? Like, mm -hmm. how did this come to be this way? Turns out, you know, Aaron is able to locate. You know, like I remember when my mom lost her job when I was growing up, and my whole family it was it was hard. Yeah, it was money was tight. And we were worried and we were scared and yes, we didn't know what to exactly. do. Um, and then like being able to share that with you, like, oh, I know, I, I know what's going on for me. I'm scared. I'm scared mm -hmm. that this is going to be really hard for us or what this is going to mean for us. And, um, but it can start to feel like your griefs are in competition. And, and you might not think of it, but what Aaron just described is a loss and a grief. Her parent losing their job. It, uh, this, this didn't, didn't, this didn't happen. No. We're just kind of giving, but, but things like this your parent losing their job and then thus the difficulty that you experienced financially as a kid and, and how or seeing that, how stressed out and disengaged my parents became right. that that's loss. Mm -hmm. That's grief. And so I see Steven lose his job and all of a sudden my body activates into, Oh no, I've been here before and I know what's going to happen and it's going to be awful. And so if you are 
couple, uh, parenting partners, and you are experiencing a sense of disconnection right now with your partner, ask yourself the question, could this, could this be related to some kind of loss or some kind of grief, a story in my, in my own story that is being touched right now or a story in our couple relationship that is being touched right now? Um, it- it isn't always obvious either, yeah. um, but usually people are able to locate it. And again, I, I said I wasn't going to say it again, but I'm about to. Sometimes people feel like the reason, like, I, I think this is kind of silly to say right now, but like, I think what this makes me think of is we used to do family dinners. Mm-hmm. And when you skipped family dinner, it made me think of like, I remember when family dinner stopped in my house or they never did. Yeah. And like, that was the one time in the week where I felt really connected. And if you start skipping family dinners, what does that mean? Like, right. We aren't, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, that it, means we're whatever. not close to family it, it or just, whatever it might be. Yeah. I just mean there isn't, nothing is silly. You're, you're. And it, and it doesn't even have to be sad things. I think like one of the things that I love to do um, and love to do with our family is to go skiing. Um, and I have dreamed my whole life of having a family where we wake up early in the morning, load up the car, get the skis up and drive up to the mountains and go skiing. We do. We, and that, that is a reality that I experience in my life. I'd like to just pause and comment on how privileged this story is sounding right now. Sure. And it yeah. Is. Yeah. We do have the privilege to be able to go skiing. Yes. Yes. Go yes ahead. We I, most certainly do. Thank I you just for like pointing that out. That, yes. Yes. I, I acknowledge that as well. Um, and it's a really fun thing for me. It's sort of like a dream of mine. But at the same time, that joy, that dream makes me incredibly, incredibly sad. Because what it reminds me of is I never did things like that when I was a kid. I didn't have a dad or who would do that. I didn't have um, that kind of sense of adventure and fun um, within my or the finances or the Your family fi- yeah, couldn't have afforded exa- exa- like that. all mm-hmm. those. Yes. That's a big thing too. All of those things. And, and so this really good thing can also make me as I'm driving to, you know, this really privileged, wonderful experience feel like kind of mad and kind of sad and kind of like, why are we doing this? And, I just like, I don't like this. And, or even like, <laughs> we're going to have fun. Yeah, we better have fun. Or, or like, I just kind of- You're so lucky you have skis and boots. It, it, you know, and what ends up happening is there's sort of an intensity I feel about um, how everyone is keeping their uh, gear properly taken care of and how quickly they're getting ready and how quickly they're not- that just doesn't match. It's just kind of weird. There's an yeah. there's an intensity that shouldn't be there. And part of that is Sometimes. because yeah, that yeah, be. not every time. Yeah. There's a grief there. And right. just like you're talking about with August, there's and, and I and I use that example because you're like, are you serious? You're talking about skiing as a loss and a grief, and Aaron's talking about the death of her dad. And the reality is Yes. Yes. I'm not trying to say it's exactly the same, but what I'm saying is the dynamic is the same. When we feel loss and when we feel grief, the intensity of our interactions, particularly with our partner and our kids, and our kids and that's so true, changes. And oftentimes, if we don't stop to think about what is it, what story is this located in? Is this about grief or a sadness or, or something? What we, what we end up doing is saying, what's well, my partner? 
it's my kids. It's your, like, it, it just, it stays there at that level. So in July, that is what happens. Mm-hmm. I start to just feel overwhelmed. My kids can overwhelm me. And we've talked about this before. Um, I really love being a mom. And um, typically, I really don't lose my patience, which doesn't mean I don't get cranky. That is and a doesn't true statement. mean I don't ever snap. And I'm certainly not trying to romanticize myself as a mom. No, you got a better attitude, definitely, <laughs> than me. <laughs> um, but, but, um, yeah, they don't. They don't tend to stress me out. Again, that is not to say they never do. But in July, I will be lost in myself. Yeah. And they will say, mom, 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 mom. And I'll, I'll be like, what? Yeah. And like, oh, like what I was trying to, I was in a place. I was trying to do something. I didn't even mm-hmm. realize I was mm-hmm. doing it. And now that you feel like an interruption to me um, yeah. because they were, um, but also they're not, um, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm having a hard time. And that is important to notice that does not make me a bad mom. It does not make my children bad kids. It does not make, or Steven, you know, like the intensity of like, do not disappoint me. Like I cannot handle, or honestly, I mean, this is as vulnerable as I can possibly get about this is I am so attuned to feeling like I am a disappointment Mm -hmm. for understandable reasons. Again, I've done a lot of work around this, but like my dad died by suicide and it was like, oh, yeah, like, that was wow. a choice. As a kid, I choose, should yeah. I should be enough to want to stick around for. Um, and so when I start to feel that, well, any time of year, honestly, mm-hmm. but specifically, it is so intense, and it can yeah. be so intense for Stephen. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. don't don't disappoint Aaron. Don't make her feel disappointing. There's yeah. no room for failure here because I, I will snap. I I do have a very small capacity, and again. Sure. I actually understand it. Yeah, and I do too. I mean, it, it makes it makes all the sense in the world. I think the only reason that we both can say that because I can honestly, I mean, I I you think so I can patience. honestly say like that does not bother me, like like at all because I'm like, well, I get that. Like, but the only reason it doesn't bother me because, Is because I, you know how it came to yeah, be. Yeah, because it has bothered me in the mm-hmm. past, or it has been a place of disconnection, but we've been able to to talk about that. We've been able to go three layers deeper. And and I think that that's the that's the important piece for couples that for things to for things to be different, for those patterns to 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 change is being able to go those layers deeper, being able to understand those stories. And then it, it really changes the um it changes the interaction because I think for for my from my perspective, it helps me know how to better be available and supportive and to be with you in your grief, I think. I think also the thing that I feel most intensely from you, and I and I think we kind of skipped over the why they don't. Um we're moving right into the like how to fix it. But um what I do feel that you do to help me is you take my intensity and what you could do with it is take it personally. And like, Aaron, I am not perfect. Stop asking for a perfection sure, for me. Sure. But you take that intensity because that's that is more or less or maybe exactly what I'm asking of you is do not contribute to me feeling sure. disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and you hear it and you notice it and before you take it personally you think oh this is july that's why she's so intense right now or why she's demanding perfection or you know whatever yeah. it is um and and I, and you don't come back or get defensive or 
return an attack, you say, you're having a hard time. This is really hard right now. And that, again, I usually bristle. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm not. But you're receptive to that. And you're, I think on your end, you're, you, you, t- you take that comment from me because you could take that as me being insensitive, me not. Well, you right, could use you know, it insensitively. Yeah, but yeah. yeah whatever. What we're talking about, though, is the vulnerable place, the gentle right. offering. You hear it as like, oh, that's a, that's a language and a cue that you and I have, have between each mm-hmm. other where you're like, oh, th- that actually is about trying to connect, trying to understand. Um, and, and I think that when couples talk about these things and when, when they become aware of them, they can develop their own language and their own cues around, mm-hmm. uh, around how this works. Um, but, but I, you know, I, I think that again, and, and, you know, I, I should start keeping some, some stats on, on this, but I, I really do believe at the core of a lot of feelings of disconnection between couples is this dynamic around loss and grief. Absolutely. There's um, no question because, I mean, we've worked with enough couples at this point. Yeah, You're right. We don't have the, the, the disconnection the is rooted in the stories of loss and grief and, and feeling them in our bodies and our minds and our spirits with the seasons, with the with the lived experiences that remind us of um, past experiences, with the feelings, with with all of these things, grief just comes up, and oftentimes it comes up and comes between couples, and they don't even know that it's happened. Absolutely, there's no doubt in my and mind. A, and a lot of what we spend time doing with couples is just helping them identify the grief, and identify how it's come between them. And then identify how they as partners can talk about that grief, can, can, tell, can tell each other about what, whatever it is. And, and in, that, in that process, that process of doing that, that's where they feel connected. It doesn't solve the grief. It doesn't take away the emotions. It doesn't take away the event that happened. It doesn't even necessarily take away the intensity. But that process and that effort of connecting and understanding one another's grief and how they are experiencing it in the moment is the thing that helps them connect. No, no doubt. I I'm thinking specifically, and I'm going to go back to the, why they don't work because when they don't, when they aren't sharing that, when they aren't aware of what it is, there is nothing lonelier and there is nothing maybe darker than feeling like, I am feeling as dark as I have ever felt, as as despairing as I've ever felt, and you're not here for me. Mm-hmm. You're taking it personally, or you're getting defensive, or you don't care, or you dismiss me, or um, you know, this becomes about you somehow, or mm-hmm. somehow now we're fighting, and um, it's bad. Yeah, it feels awful. Yeah. It feels raw and exposed, and like nerves that just are frayed and fried. And again that extra layer of also being a parent, it's a lot. Grieving while parenting, how many times do you think I've said it? I'll say it a million more times. I know it. Um, It's impossible. It's too much to ask. And, um, and yet we're doing it. We're all, we're all in some way, some form or fashion at all times doing that and trying to help our kids do it and trying to help my kids understand. I mean, why July is hard for them because yeah. same thing we have language for our couple relationship and our kids know too like mm-hmm. August is tough 
Um, yeah. and, and I do feel more distracted and I can be harder to, um, to get my attention and I can go off in my own world a little bit. I also need a little more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need some space. I need to be able to be with myself a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm even thinking too, uh, again, like, uh, so, so again, we, we've talked about like, you know, this, the conversation around uh, the death of your dad, you know, it feels like, oh, that's a, you know, that's a serious, yeah, yeah, that that's that's a really quote unquote big grief. But I, but I think too, like in contrast, like like how it how it happens in 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 the little moments of every day too, because I think the, the these little moments around quote unquote silly things right. add up to to feel really big as well. Is like I think about um, like our uh, our kids like sports and one of our um, kids is playing soccer um, and one of the experiences um, I remember having as a kid um, is we didn't have um, I couldn't I couldn't get like nice stuff necessarily when it came to um, soccer equipment and cleats and those kinds of things um, and when our son wants new cleats, you know, my mind is like, whatever you want, you get like, you get it. And and that's not the smartest, you know, <laughs> yes. f- way to go about things. And and that's also not even like, you know, it's not financially wise, all those, all those kinds of things. But Aaron and I could get in a, in a disagreement about quote unquote money or, um, fairness about who gets new stuff and who doesn't. And, and, we could be arguing about something like that and feeling disconnected over it when really what it is, is, is rooted in a feeling of loss and grief. I am feeling sadness over an experience I didn't have. I didn't get, and I want my kids to feel that. And I want them to experience it, but I'm not saying that what I, what I could end up being saying is like, you know, why, you know, why do we have to argue about this or, or why can't he get what he wants? You know, our oldest son, he got that. Our youngest son got that. Like, and we can be having a conversation that is not really even what the conversation is about. And, and I just point that out because I think those things happen all the time, all the a thousand times a day. Um, most certainly. Right. Everything is about something. Behavior is always communication. And I think yeah. the the point you're having, which I think all couples want, is um I <laughs> I think I mean this, less communication. Yeah. Like I just want to get to enjoy you more and, right. and be present with you, not have to like, should we talk about this? Do we mm-hmm. have to have this conversation again? Mm-hmm. Do and, and I think clear communication about what we're actually talking about equals less banging our heads into brick yeah. walls about like, wh- yeah. why, why is this a thing? Yeah. I mean, I think our conversation about July and August has really shifted over the 17 years that we've known each other. Sure. Absolutely. Um, yes. And, and I would say like experientially, at least for me, like it, it is, it is like a beeline streamline into connecting over it rather than disconnecting over it these days. Yes. And even for myself. So usually you bring that up. I usually bristle. I don't like that. I don't, I'm not really good. I'm not always good at feeling sad. (laughs) I think that's true. Is that right? I don't think. Yeah. I think 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 that's right. Feeling sad is hard. Yes. Um, But it does connect me like, Oh, that is what's happening. And I, I am sad. I, I wish 
that this was not part of my story. Um, I wish, you know, all those things. Um, and it is. And so like, here we go. Yeah. How are we going to do this? How? Well, well, and I think just like from a practical standpoint, like one of the indicators that something is important or something is maybe located in um, grief is the intensity of the response or the intensity um, of the energy. Right. Um, that That's always an indication of like, huh, what's going on? And then I think the response to that, it, you know, either from you or from me is, is to not take it personally and to be curious about like, oh, wait a second, this feels really important. Uh, is anything going on? Like if, if you're aware of it, if you, you know, maybe like, you know, Hey, it's July. Okay, great. You can ask that question. If you're not asking, being curious, like, Hey, what's going on? Like I, I can tell something's happening or uh, for self because that doesn't always work yeah. well. Um, for someone else to point that out. Sure. It's, I, it's ideal when it can. Um, but I do think it, a good first step maybe is that I felt really intense about that. Like, why does that feel so important to me? Right. Not shame. Not like, well, gosh, and, and that not, was an improper and reaction. And not to say that you shouldn't feel that intensity or that your feelings are wrong. That's exactly right. It, it's, it's it's not just to diminish where are they them. coming from? Right. It, mm-hmm. Yes, understanding the source. Right. Um, and and that that's the that's the main point. And then like you know navigating that conversation with your partner, but then also if there are these losses and griefs, like doing something to process them and to to move into healing um, just personally, right. um, you know, well, and as a couple, because and, again, and as a couple, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as that, a family. Yes. But, but like, you know, there are, you know, if, if there's things that have happened in your, in your experience in your life and you haven't been to therapy or, you know, spoken about them or tried to think about them or um, understand your emotions and feelings around them, then that, that would be really good to do. Um, and and I think that that's part of it as well. Trying not to feel these things doesn't help. We they come out one way or another. Um, we we can't help it. It is our body trying to protect mm-hmm. and and to take care of us. Um, so yes, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't work to just not say it or for me to ignore July and August. Yeah. Like it's fine. It's no big deal. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. When very clearly I'm not because I am shorter tempered. I, I am a bit more reactive. I do feel just generally mm-hmm. more tender mm-hmm. um, all the way around. And um, I, I can't pretend I don't Yeah, because I do. And I can't work harder to not to feel not. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so true. That's so true. The kind thing is to acknowledge it, to own it, to heal, um, to, to continue to process. And for me, the kind thing is I, I know what I need. I know what helps me. I know what self-care and compassion looks like for me in the months of July and August, mm-hmm. which aren't drastically different from the other months of the year, but there are times I need them more intensely. So have to be more intentional. Yes. You know, maybe mm-hmm. than other times. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think that, well, first of all, buddy, I know that these are, thank you for sharing these parts of your story. Um, I, I enjoy hearing from you. Um, I'm sure everyone else appreciates it as well. Um, but also if you're, if you're a couple and you're feeling disconnected, I think the, the thing that we would, the question we would ask is, is there any relationship between what you're feeling and some experience or story or, or moment of loss and grief 
in your life uh, or in your partner's life. And to begin to ask that question, uh, to see if are the roots of our disconnection maybe just related to those things. Um, and if so, um, hopefully we've given you some kind, some kind of, uh, you know, path or uh, rubric in which maybe you can think about that experience and how you and your partner can process those losses and griefs and, and be able to connect in the midst of them um, rather than feeling uh, disconnected. Today's show was produced by Aaron and Stephen Mitchell. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit the follow button and leave us a rating. This helps our content become more visible to others who might enjoy it, and it lets us know how we can keep improving the show. And as always, we're grateful for you listening. Thanks so much for being with us here today on Couples Counseling for Parents. And remember, working on a healthy couple relationship is good parenting.